This is episode 150. Don't give it infinity ohms. Coming to you with all those crispy Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals way after they've been available. (laughs) (laughs) It's the tone control. (laughs) Happy Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a great deal you could have had. Yeah, I have rye whiskey tonight, so not bourbon, I guess. But um, um, is that different? Yeah, I guess. Yes, I guess it's not has technically to be, bourbon if it's rye. Yeah, isn't doesn't bourbon have to be fifty one percent corn or more? And then uh, I think so. maybe. And, and then <laughs> rye rye is the same, but for rye. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like a square rectangle kind of problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I remember learning some of this stuff when I did the, I worked on that uh, video shoot down in Bourbon Country. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they went over all this stuff, and I, I promptly forgot a lot of the details. I think, I forget what the term is, but like bourbon for a time had to be from Bourbon County to be considered bourbon. They all, um, so all the bourbon makers in Kentucky say it has to be made in Kentucky to be bourbon. Okay, so maybe it's so, been expanded. So in that sense, uh, Jack Daniels is not, because it's Tennessee. But then there's lots but of They don't things. call it that. It says Tennessee whiskey right on the it says, label. Yeah, Tennessee sour mash whiskey. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of people that don't really obey that. Yeah, that, it's That's sort of like a strict. traditionalist yeah. view of things. I don't think it's as strict as like real Parmesan cheese has to come from Parma. <laughs> yeah, real champagne. Know? Right, Bordeaux, um, that kind of stuff. So anyway, I'm drinking Russell's Reserve uh, rye whiskey. That's the one. Yeah, that's what we were there filming for. Oh, really? (laughs) It was the first when they'd done the the Russell's Reserve was made for his 60th anniversary, his 60th year with the company. Uh, Jimmy Russell. Send a picture to the chat because I'm using my new. my new rocks glass that I got glasses. Oh. I have two of them because uh, I got a whiskey decanter as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was part of a groomsman's gift that I got when I was in a wedding recently. Hmm. It was actually it's a very cool oh, gift. That's beautiful. I, I do enjoy it. Isn't that cool? Wow. Very so classy. It, um, it's it's got a squareness. Yeah, yeah uh, the squareness proves to be a little challenging to drink out of. Oh, do you have to you have to pick a corner? You either got to pick a corner or it, it turns everything you drink out of it into a real sipper, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which, for the, the contents of the glass, in this case, is good. <laughs> I sound like purred happily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, cool. um, that's, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I have, I have, I have soda. Mm. I'm actually feeling a little, I'm feeling a little uh, wobbly, and Uh-oh. so so. Um, I went to Indianapolis today. We got up early, made a trip of it. We visited our friend Sarah 
Marielle's, one of Marielle's oldest friends who lives there, one of Marielle's friends that she's been friends with the longest, not her oldest friend. Right. Um, of course. Longest <laughs> Disambiguation. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but we, that was sort of an excuse because her optometrist is there. Um, Marielle's the only one she trusts. She has on occasion tried to let someone else mess with her eyes and she has been, uh, disappointed 100% of those times. So anyway, how far is that from you? Um, it is a bit less than two hours. Okay. In normal traffic. Okay. Um, it's not that big a deal. You drove to Indianapolis the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Is that a thing? It's the busiest travel day of the year, as every news outlet will tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe in an airport. Um, Uh, it was afternoons. It can be. It's certainly bad around here. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, no, it was fine. The wind was awful. We have this, we have like super, we had like 60 mile per hour gusts that I was driving in. But anyway, we weren't even going there for Marielle's optometry appointment because she had that before, but she makes them for me. Oh. And I don't truly need it, but I'm like, our our insurance will like cover one a year, so she sort of yeah. like makes me go because I guess I should. And really, like my my eyes are just a bit of astigmatism, mm-hmm. uh, so it's like not a big deal. Like so, she updates the prescription. She's always like, "Do not like go buy glasses because you got this update." Because that's it's like no different almost. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, but Aria went for her first today. Oh. So Is she she's someone who might need glasses. Well, she's well, from a family that 100% uses eye protection, or uh, correction, sorry, <laughs> eye protection. Yes, we always use eye protection too, but we all use eye correction, uh, vision well, correction. I, mean, yeah. I think, although I'm not sure anymore, um, Beth's uh, parents both wear glasses, but her sister doesn't. Mm-hmm. But Beth does, so yeah. Well, that's I did a, that's see a the lucky sister thing. in glasses recently, but she's like, it's you know, <laughs> yeah. she's not. Child, I didn't. So. I didn't put on any glasses until I was done with college. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, That's always and, fascinating. Like I said, to it's me. pretty. It's pretty mild. Um, just a bit of a sibling. and I still pass the driving test without them. I can hmm. still read through their screen. But anyway, so they read Aria as having a little bit of farsightedness, which is right on schedule for a kid her age. Oh, okay. um, you don't you don't develop the nearsightedness usually unless it's like really bad. You don't develop it until later. So she figures she'll probably turn a little nearsighted later in life. But for now, being hmm. a little farsighted is totally developmentally appropriate for like the way your eyes grow. And checked oh, out her color vision and did the whole thing. And she has healthy retinas and blah blah blah. Kids' retinas so, are shiny, and you can see it in the yeah. pictures. Oh. It's funny. <laughs> kind of neat. Yeah. Um, at what age does? nearsightedness tends to appear. Did well, I don't you? know, because, I mean, you do see kids, like, younger than Arya that have to have, like, big Coke bottle glasses. So, like, obviously, like, sure. some kids are just born, you know, and, and you can tell right away, like, oh, this kid can't see squat when you're I'm far away from him, you know. But um, Arya doesn't have any of that. Um, we just really mm-hmm. wanted to get her checked because Marielle is so, so severe. And there's some of that on my side of the family as well. Like, everybody yeah, else in my I, family was a lot worse than me. Now, how long has Marielle been wearing glasses? Since she was itty bitty, okay, and her brother that, too had had a ridiculous prescription from a young age. Wow, interesting. Because I, this is all setting up to I wear glasses. Uh, <gasps> I have since <laughs> I have since <laughs> age five or six. I was in first grade, so like, uh-huh. um, yeah, it's it's a world that I 
Uh, it's just something that has always been <laughs> yeah. part of my life. And you know, this, is, this has come up at work recently, just in like water cooler conversation. Somebody in the cube next to me is perplexed by me not carrying spare glasses with me at all times, especially hmm. on vacation or, you know, when not at home. Because why? Because something could go wrong because with your contacts? If, if I, no, if for my glasses glasses, I don't really wear contacts anymore. So oh, okay. I'm wearing frames on my face all day, every day. I, I yeah. put them on to even get a drink of water in the middle of the night. I can't see without yeah. them. Sure. So um, if you were to make the hang loose sign with your hand, like the thumb and pinky, yeah. or the, the telephone sign, yeah. uh, put your thumb on your nose, your pinky is about as far as I can see. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I need them. And she's just blown away by the fact that I don't carry spare glasses with me it, yeah. just in case, in case I fall and they break, that would in case be an utter stolen or something. Well, because yeah, this isn't the I'm Twilight like, Zone and you'd pick them up and hold them in front of your face for a minute until you got somewhere where you could put your contacts in. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I don't even own contacts at the moment, but oh. just as like going to work, I don't have a spare, they're not in my bag, you know, nothing like that. So mm-hmm. I have an old pair around the house yeah as, a, as a, with an old prescription that in an emergency would work but i'm like i'm an adult i've been wearing glasses for quite almost my whole life i'm not going to say literally but quite for the vast majority <laughs> quite yeah. almost my whole life and <laughs> i never once have dropped broken lost like anything like that yeah you know mm-hmm so anyway, I don't know. I, that doesn't um, seem crazy to me, but whatever. Um, what what doesn't seem crazy? Not to not have spare spare glasses. Yeah, I don't have spare. Yeah, glasses. and and it's it right. And she was like, then three weeks later, she's like, I'm with my friend over the weekend, and she trips, her glasses fall off her face and break. The yeah. the lens broke, and I'm like, well, that tells me a few things. Your yeah. friend has glasses glass that don't glasses, fit. Like right, it, right. They they're one. Mine are not glass. Two. Yeah. They Is are, anybody's glasses uh, glass anymore? Come on. Right. And two, they obviously didn't fit. <laughs> like if she was stumbled I know, that and makes, they, they makes fell me off. think she went and got gla- actual glass readers from Walgreens or something. Yeah, I mean, my glasses are real snug, but whatever. Yeah. So, know, so there I was. So we go to the optometrist and I, we had, a, we had an a awesome lunch before really great burger place. Um, anyway, so we, we, we did morning and lunch with Sarah and then we go to the optometrist and I'm up first and I do the thing. So here's, I've been going to her for a while cause Marielle makes me these appointments and usually mm-hmm. we get them so that we're like back to back cause we're going to make this trip out there. Right. Well, Marielle yeah. just had hers like a month or two ago and she's not going to have another one until sometime next calendar year. But she made this appointment for Aria and she thought I'm going to get you in there at the same time to me. Okay. So I go, and every time she's wanted to dilate my eyes, but oh, I've always said that sucks. I've always said no because I had to drive Mariel home because she needs her eyes dilated because she is obviously like she's the one whose eyes we are concerned about. Okay, yeah, right. So you. I've been I've been like, well, no, I'm going to be the driver. You know, it's not a bit like I really don't have any issues, and um, I you know I, I don't have any issues with my eyes. I don't really have anything I'm worried about. I have a very slight prescription. This is not a big deal. But today, Marielle's not getting her eyes done. We had her car so she could drive it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to let you dilate my eyes. So, and Marielle said this to me after, when was the last time you had your eyes dilated? And I said, well, geez, it's it's been at least 37 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, hi, Ryan. 
So I'm in the middle of a story, Ryan, but we'll catch you up. I, uh, I had never had my eyes dilated and this is probably going to sound stupid to somebody like you who's been having it for like the entire time you've been alive. Right. And yeah, well, so, but the part of this is the stupid is like, it made me feel super weird and I got like dizzy and I felt like I was going to pass out. And it is a little weird because like, yeah, it's mentally weird too. Cause they're like, all right, drop this thing in your eye and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll find you when you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, and I'm like, well, then you're just waiting mentally like, okay, when am I going to be ready? And I should say, I don't get my eyes dilated every time. Okay. Um, Marielle definitely actually, does. <laughs> no, I, I don't need it that often, I guess, but I had it done. Yeah. They, they always do when you change doctors and they like that. So, yeah. um, so I, yeah, the last time I did it, I had to drive myself home and uh-huh. I just had not planned that very well. <laughs> uh, Obviously I'm fine. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I, I, uh, I had just, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I've seen Marielle get it and she gets it once a year. She doesn't give it a second thought really. You know, it's like you're sensitive to light for a while and she can't really see up close. And I was like, I've heard that description, but it was like totally caught me by surprise. I got really dizzy. But the optometrist tells me that this happens all the time. Like, yeah. it is not uncommon for people to have reactions to it and to feel like dizzy and stuff like that. And and I was like really embarrassed about it. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I feel like an idiot. But she's like, no, no, no. Like, this is totally common. But yeah, like, and I was sort of like messed up. I like got I got like a cold paper towel on my neck and like laid down, and it was super stupid. And it's then really strange because and, and then I, I had uh, I, I got better and we did the whole thing. And now I'm so I'm I'm kind of on the tail end of it. Um, I I almost have all of my close vision back, but I still have kind of like uh, my eyes still look weird, and I still have the halos yeah. around bright light sources. I had to I had to. I actually drove a little bit, and then when the sun started to go down, I was like, oh, all the headlights are like giant flowers. <laughs> yep, yep. So, so I, um, yeah, it's like um, the world still looks the same, right? Like yeah. you, you can walk around and interact with other people and stuff, but like it's like you just can't, you can't focus on anything. And, you know, at some point, like they were sent me back out to the waiting room, and I'm like, well, I'll just hang out on my phone. And then slowly, oh, that, yeah. Does not become an option anymore. <laughs> I, that's what happened. So then Aria's yeah. appointments afterwards, I'm sitting in there with her and I'm like, ha, 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 like, oh, this is kind of, and then I start kind of noticing, you know, because my far vision is fine. It's absolutely mm-hmm. fine. Like anything over 12 feet away was crystal clear. I'm wearing my glasses. And then I, like I felt my phone buzz and I pulled it out of my pocket and it's a complete blur. Like right. I can't, and it's and, like and you can't even see it. Like when it's, you, you can't your brain see something, knows it's there. Yeah, <laughs> when you can't see something, you lean in a little bit and squint, and it got worse. Because yeah. the closer you get to things in that condition, the cl- the more blurry they are. And I was like, "This is bonkers." So yeah. anyway, and and I just I, I I think it was like the way it affected my body, which is still embarrassing and weird. But like feeling like getting that sort of like dizziness and almost like passing out reaction on a full stomach. And everything, I oh, just, yeah. so it's, now I'm like, I still feel a little like iffy about the, everything and I don't feel like eating tonight and <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of weird. So anyway, that's where I am. This is going to be sort of a, now I've gone on, we've gone on for 16 minutes about <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So gosh, I'm trying to think. It, it's like, you remember that episode of Doctor Who when they introduced the perception filter where it's like, 
someone can be standing right in front of you and you might not notice that they're there. They just blend in so well. That's how mm. the whole world feels. <laughs> so like you can see things and like your brain, it's like you can feel your brain like, yes, I have received information. Yeah. But then it doesn't know what to do with it almost. <laughs> or like the eyes have received information and the brain's yeah. like, oh, I didn't get the memo. It's all, it's very weird. I, yeah. I don't know. I've only had yeah. it really done a few times that I can remember in yeah. recent history anyway. But sure. Uh, sure. Well, um, we're recording on the day before Thanksgiving, and it's going to be, by the looks of things, it's going to be sort of a short episode, probably. And, um, yeah. I'm chatting, sorry. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I saw your, your chatting come up. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we've got some people coming and going from the chat, which is kind of a bummer because I don't have that big of a show and I was really pulling for the chat to be I active know. and yeah, I could we just might... ask questions in the chat. But Right, it was, uh, I was thinking unlikely. if there's a bunch of people here, we'll, uh, we'll turn this into a, a thanks for the, thanks for the mm. chat room episode, <laughs> but that's not going to happen. Right. So and if you're wondering fine. what it is we're if you're wondering what it is we're talking about, um maybe we should explain that, huh? That'll pad for some time. <laughs> Everybody should come join us on Discord. We've been doing this for it has been on for over a month now. Um, our Discord channel, which can be found in your show notes. And uh, come join us and chit-chat and talk about stuff. And also find us on Patreon. That link exists there as well. If you would like to become a supporter for $1 a month, we will give you the most loving, caring, happy, thankful shout-out on every single episode. And for $2 a month, you can be one of our special super-secret supporters that get to join us live in the chat room, uh, assuming it is not happening on the day before Thanksgiving and you have other plans. So, right. Which is what's going um, on right now. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's the deal. Two bucks. You can listen to the show live. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun on normal circumstances and, and when I we want to chit chat with everybody. Like, I always forget this. It's two dollars a month, not per episode. And for some reason, I can't get that through my brain when talking oh. about <laughs> with, with Patreon and podcasts or yeah. anything that comes out more than once a month. It's hard for me to remember that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, two bucks a month, not too bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, but we do have a bit of a show. So let's um, go through our normal stuff. It's uh, let's begin. Yes. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit PedalGenie.com and start your wishlist today. Boom. First try, everybody. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't even have a test before we hit record. I checked it before you were on. But yeah. Ah. <laughs> I, I always have to toggle it to a different audio source and then back to this one, and then it'll work. That's the pattern I figured hmm. out. And if I keep messing with it, I can mess it up again. So I just do it that one time, and it seems to always come come back after that. So, hmm. All right. So our first uh, thing on the news that Derek so kindly put together is something from Copper Sound Pedals. Is yeah. this a new pedal? It is a new pedal, and it's a severely limited edition that's on sale for Black Friday, which none of you will be able to buy if this is the first time you're hearing about it. Currently out <laughs> of stock. 
Well, it's, it's uh, that's just the website default. Um, oh, okay. Until Friday of this week. So the show oh, goes up on Monday. So if uh, you're hearing this on Monday and you like the sound of this pedal, uh, there's a chance there aren't any left. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did sell out of these because they're only making 70 of these pedals for Black Friday 2019. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the Captain Hook Octave Fuzz and Boost. I like it. I uh, I like it a lot. I, I haven't heard it yet, but I like the idea of it. I like the idea of Copper Sound making a fuzz. I don't know why. That's just, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Copper Sound. Has, you know? I was going to say, but, he hasn't done a fuzz yet, right? Not in the kind of current form of Copper Sound. So when he, when ah. Alex first started building pedals, he had, he was making all kinds of stuff. And I think he made a few one-offs here and there. Um, he had a pedal called the Mustard Gas that was, I, I never tried it. I never had a chance to try it. Um, mm. I don't know much about it. It might have been closer to an overdrive, um, but I think he's done some like big muff style things here and there. Uh, but this is a real production run pedal from uh-huh. them in in their current like uh, what are they called the duet series? Like the yeah, um, the, the the way his switches and and knobs yeah. and stuff are set up. Yeah, he's got a right. consistent kind of look going on for all of his stuff now. Yeah, so it's an Octavia style fuzz with a boost mm. built in. It's got that um, the gravity bomb boost that Copper Sound yes. makes right in the same chassis. So it's a JFET boost at the input stage of the fuzz to really slam it, mm-hmm. and then gravity bomb is on a switchable, like a foot switchable boost separate from the bypass switch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So two LEDs, two switches, and then you can change the order. Whether it's boost into fuzz or fuzz into boost, mm-hmm. just like on Foxcatcher. So, fuzz controls volume, bite, and fuzz, and then a single knob for boost, which is only active on that one foot switch. And that's kind of it, dude. Like it's, it's just rules, you know. It's a diode-based analog overdrive. Sorry, analog octave, not overdrive. Um, oh, okay. It's just yeah. It's it's a, that Hendrix style Octavia thing where neck pickup above the twelfth fret, you're going to get the most right. Uh, it's going to like get distinguishable sound. A little, it yeah, it reacts very like, differently to different octave ranges on your guitar. Right, different yeah, different registers. Well, right, and and it is it is more about the fret than the note uh, because oh yeah because way uh, you know. Um, you know, high notes that are open high strings have a totally different harmonic content, and mm-hmm. that's what's that's what's causing the the octave fuzz to react the way it it does to certain sounds. So yeah, up mm-hmm. up on the neck is is really the the best most the most rightest way of saying it. Yeah, what I would also really love, and I haven't tried many octave fuzz pedals that have this feature. I also always want the the analog octave on its own foot switch as well. Yeah. Cause that for me makes the fuzz as far as like utility is concerned, Mm -hmm. like makes it more of a catch all. I can use the main fuzz sound as a rhythm tone and then slam the octave on for cool leads. But, um, yeah, this doesn't have that. And and most octave fuzzes I see don't have that. And it kind of makes me wonder if it's a thing for some reason. Yeah. So I, I have one that was, a transformer-based octave, I believe. Um, it was a kit, so I don't. I mm-hmm. have to re- remind myself, but it had the octave on a switch, but it was like a toggle. So I mean, there's no reason yeah. you couldn't convert that to being a foot switch. Yeah, you know, with that circuit. Right, but right. Yeah, I, I kind of agree that that is 
I would that would be an important feature for a pedal that I had for me to choose that pedal. Because the octave is a really distinct sound, mm-hmm. and I I just wouldn't necessarily want it always on. I think. Yeah, um, it would turn it into a much more limited pedal for for use for for me anyway. And, and I, although when you're talking about the lower registers of your guitar, the octave definitely fades away a little bit in analog octave fuzzes, but. I don't know. It's still there, and it still adds this sort of top end crispiness that wouldn't otherwise be there. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, there is a, a control on the fuzz side called Bite, and that, according to their owner's manual, which is already up on the site, which is fantastic for this podcast, uh, it adjusts the timbre of the pedal. So, clockwise for bright and cl- counterclockwise for dark for warm tones. They say. So maybe it's okay. Generally so it's some a kind of octave control. pre-filter um, thing. Wow. Has he always done yeah. these guts pictures? I think I remember talking about that when yes. he was on the show. I think I think he has, um, and I I really like it. The, everything is very coordinated, and yeah, I mean that's how pedals like this are built these days. I mean his but layouts are outstanding. Look at the resistors in this thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is and, great. And what's what's really cool is like so it's a black chassis with yellow type and graphics and stuff. Um, usually. Like on the Loma Prieta and um, Daedalus and stuff like that, he will match the color of all the internal components, like match all the wire color and stuff yeah. to the outside of the pedal. So when you open it, it's like really nice. It's like a total package uh-huh. to, to have this pedal. It's it's all one piece, you know, rather than the inside is sort of like chambers? doing its thing. Um, no, those are know. something else I can't. I can't. No. Um, other cool thing, this pedal runs at 9 to 18 volts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is great. I, I, I love, yeah, I love high, high voltage on anything that's going to have a noise floor impact on your signal. It's good, good, good. Yeah. Anything that's doing if, dynamics um, like drives and stuff, it's always good to have high voltage. Oh, Foxcatcher also has 9 to 18 volts, which I did not realize. Does Loma Prieta... I don't think it does. Let's check the shot. No, it does. It does not. Um, so anyway, yeah, this is up for Black Friday, which is uh, the day after tomorrow, at the time of this recording. So it's if they sell out and you're mad about it, then sorry, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> sorry, I guess. 70, I don't know. <laughs> so it's, it's a limited run of seventy units. I should also mention that they're making th- this started as like a, a collaborative design effort with a fella named Zachary Hook. Oh, okay. So I think they were just really into what they came up with, and they said, let's fucking make them, dude. So they're making them, dude. Nice. Yep. So probably gone by the time you hear this. Um, can I get a F in the chat to pay respects? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Only from see. me, apparently. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, somebody messaged. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was me being so, a trickster. It's two twenty nine. You can get it on their site. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be in any stores. So, well, I mean, so it's only what did he say? Seventy two hours. So he's going to have it Friday in the weekend. He's going to have it for sale. Oh, okay. So is that what, what it if says? They don't sell. It, they're only doing seventy units. Oh, seventy units. I'd already moved on to another page. Okay, so only seventy units. So yeah. you know what? I mean, it could he could have one left by the time you, this episode comes out, but you never know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Alex, if you have one left, send it to me. 
We'll put it on the show. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Hopefully he'll keep one for himself slash us. Mm. Well, I think the dude could just build himself one any old time he wants. <laughs> well, right. he's got the, I mean, he's got those PCBs made up, so. Yeah. Depends how many of those he ordered, right? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. So the, the 70, I don't know if that has any mm. significance, but it definitely makes me think it's a supply chain thing. Yeah, that <laughs> or, sounds or like, like a, a, this is how many kind of boxes I had or something. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. how many how many PCBs I could reasonably order for the amount of money that makes sense (laughs) (sighs) okay shall we continue we shall so um i got a pedal in the mail today oh okay (laughs) um so i could open that if you want i do want all right i'm gonna go turn i don't even know what it is so give me a second and i'm gonna go open a pedal i can mention a little a fun little pedal genie story in the meantime Actually, why don't I play the robot while I do that? I took my headphones off, so I can't hear you answer. Oh. But I'm the only one in the chat room right now, so I'm going to do it. (laughs) Okay. And that's what's going to happen. And maybe I'll edit that to make myself sound cooler, but probably not. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month. Shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to PedalGenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. <laughs> all right. Oh, he's not back. Okay, so I'm going to tell my Pedal Genie story. Oh, stopped. I'm going to put my headphones back oh, on. Oh, now he's back. I was in the middle of a story. Are you not back? What's happening to me? What's happening to you? Huh? Are you back? Yeah. Sorry, I just put my headphones like, on. I was just about to get into the throes of a great, not so great Pedal Genie story. Oh. And you were like interrupting with, I'm going to play the Sorry, robot. I took my headphones <laughs> off. I'm because... back. Okay, I'm putting my headphones on. Okay. <laughs> Shoot. I'm sorry, dude. That's all right. That's uh, fine. Start, do your story actually, now. I got to like tune a guitar and plug some things in. Um, I say not so great Pedal Genie story as if they did something wrong. That is absolutely not the case. Um, so a while ago when I built Righteous Ryan's Righteous Telly, he was sort of separately from that looking to sell his small sound, big sound mini. And I was looking for sort of a pedal much like the small sound big sound mini so Mm -hmm. in exchange for the shipping which really worked out to be almost exactly what he was asking for his pedal uh, we just traded the cost of shipping for the pedal so he sent me that and i sent him the guitar so now i am the proud owner of a pink glittery small sound big sound mini (laughs) i've had it for yeah i've had it for a while Uh, i have not done a demo on the show it's a very cool pedal Uh, and what i uh, stupidly forgot to do was remove that pedal from my wish list on Pedal Genie. So guess what I'm getting in the mail later this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's... So I'm getting a pedal I already own. It's entirely my fault. And what are the I chances? I blew it. That's I blew it, so guys. bizarre. That's so, so we'll bizarre. see which one, what color arrives. That'll be fun. I guess that'll be the difference. Um, it'll be. I, I will definitely try them up against each other and see if there's any difference. I would be surprised if there was. But um, I, you know, and I was thinking like, oh, you know, some week when I don't have a pedal in time, I should demo that small sound, big sound pedal because mm-hmm. I've had it for a while and I've been meaning to talk about it and demonstrate it. And it's a very cool overdrive fuzz type thing. And yeah. I don't own anything really like it. So it'd be, it'd be great. And now I'm just kind of going to have to do that either way. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So anyway, that's my deal. And it, it's not even here yet. So um, it shipped, I think, yesterday. So I don't have it yet. And I'll probably have it by the weekend, maybe early next week. And certainly for the next episode of the Tone Control, we will talk about and demonstrate the mini from Small Sound Mix Sound. Okay, <laughs> rad. Well, I'm uh, peeling open the package of this thing right now. And we are going to find out what it is. I'm sorry, I've leaned away from the microphone. I'm trying to speak very clearly. Uh, okay, so being very careful not to smack my microphone. This is a very deep pedal. It yeah, is. What does that mean? It is like two and a half inches tall from the floor, like the case itself. What is wow, this? Wow. Okay. This has no label. It says "Clean Ambience Brilliance Effect Octave." There's a toggle oh. switch, four knobs, and two foot switches. One of them is definitely momentary. The other one clicks. Wait, what's it okay. say on the bottom? Hungry Robot Pedals. The Borderland oh, yeah. Light. All right. Well, Hungry pe- Robot Pedals Border Borderland Light. Light. Yeah. L-I-T-E? L-I-T-E. I had a Hungry Robot pedal a long time ago. That I really enjoyed. Cool. They make very cool things. Well, we're about to find out what the heck this thing is. It does, one of the knobs says ambience, and there, then there's effect, and then there's a switch, I think, for octave. So let's see what this all means. I am plugging my cables in. So uh, I will point out here that the Borderland Light is the same circuitry and reverb algorithm as its older sibling, presumably named the Borderland. Yeah, um, the Borderland Heavy. <laughs> but without the modulation option. So we're learning a little bit about both okay, pedals today. Okay. All right, so, so first thing, let's let's make, I guess it's a reverb. So let's make a clean tone. I know you can't hear me when I I, I heard that, channels. but it's, yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. There you are. Okay, there's a, there's a clean tone. Sorry, just knobs were turned. Okay, um, maybe I should find a website about this. Uh, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. How about oh, that? Oh, thank you. If you have one, that's where I it would should love be that. anyway. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I will click it and load this page. So, all right, the Borderland Light. Um, so clean sets the volume of the dry. Ambience is the decay length of the reverb. Brilliance is a low-pass filter. Okay, so we're, we're rolling in and mm. out like a high cut. Um, and then effect, same as volume, but for the wet signal. Okay, so we've got a, a two-knob wet-dry situation. The toggle enables a three-octave reverb algorithm. 
Holy Taking smokes. the original okay. signal and mixing it with an octave up and an octave down. So kind of like, uh, is it Luminary from, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Hmm. You know, Luminary is just an octave pedal. It's not also a reverb from Walrus Audio. Yeah. There is oh. someone makes a pedal that does both, and I'm forgetting what it is. <laughs> Descent? Well, Descent? I remember we played something called Descent. I think it's the Descent. So the Descent only has plus one and minus one octaves. This has a three octave range. doesn't say plus. Oh, wait. Oh, I see. It's a three-octave reverb algorithm. Taking the original signal and mixing in with a plus one and a minus one, and your your dry, I guess, is the the zero octave, making it a third. Is that right? Three octave. Uh, you're talking about the Borderland. I, I'm reading this yes. as as the the reverb will have three, so you'll have normal says, octave so and says, plus and minus. Right. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. The um, original so reverb is, signal. The dry is still just dry. Right, so like as a zero, and then plus but there one, is a reverb one. of yeah. the zero as well. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where the octave off. Can you hear this at all? I can. Um, okay. It it cuts out quickly and then returns. <laughs> okay. Well, this is sort of a sucky thing. I'll have to do a proper demo, but um, just for the sake of being on here. So I'm cranking the brilliance up. Oh, cool. That it's is highly like, pronounced. So if I put it down like, at 12 um, o'clock. It's, it reminds me a little bit of a spring tank. So is it a yeah. spring reverb? I don't know. So let's turn uh, the brilliance up. So now I'm not cutting any frequencies out of the... I'm going to do 12 noon for... Actually, I'll turn both the clean and the effect up a little bit just to get a lot of volume. Wow. So if I turn the ambience all the way up, it's still decaying. Yeah. On my end, at least. Oh, yeah, you can hear it grab almost. I think it's oscillating. It is very slowly decaying out, but it's it's self-oscillating almost. Yes. Um, okay, so the rightmost foot switch sends the pedal into near-infinite sustain. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to just play with a couple of different ambience levels. That's funny. So even here locally, I can hear it cut off. Um, so I've got the ambience oh. at like uh, 10 o'clock. Interesting. It's a, it sounds like it's about two seconds and then it audibly just ends instead of trailing into infinity, you know? So let's go a little if, lower. Wow. Yeah, all these settings, I can hear it ending. That's very odd. That is very odd. I kind of wonder if it's not working. Let's shorten it all the way. Yeah, even on its shortest setting, I can hear the reverb end instead of just disappear into full fade out. But if I turn it all the way up, or most of the way up... I can hear it end there too. That seems weird. Strange. That that makes me um, wonder if I've if something's might be wrong with this particular unit. Hmm. That's weird. Does, does it seem like it's in good condition? 
It seems flawless. It seems brand new. Is it supposed hmm. to just okay. end like that? We, I might have to go and find a demo of this because I kind of don't yeah. want to. I don't want to badmouth them and and say like this is screwed up if their unit is just. Yeah, well, I don't know because isn't that weird though? Like, no, it's weird. Especially what for something like a reverb end. pedal. Um. So okay. So yeah, let's like let's play with this other setting. Why you I have guess. them? Um, so yeah, flip that octave switch. All right, octave octaves going on. I haven't changed anything else. We've got the ambience is is like at two, and the brilliance is still all the way up. Ooh. So yeah, if I play a nice high chord. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's pretty nice. So you can hear that that's getting some nice like layers and stuff. Yeah. It is still cutting off. It gets to a certain kind of low threshold and it just ends. Okay, so let's play with this foot switch. Yep. It's holding. So, and I've let go. So I'm going to set like a pretty short ambience time. So, so it's like a little less than two seconds. Let me see if mm -hmm. I can hit it in that time. Discord is cutting it out for me. Yeah. Um, I'm leaving it on just for the recording, but it's still going. And I'll let go. Yeah. I can hear it in the background when you're speaking. So it, when I push that switch, it, it sounds the same to me as when I had the ambience knob turned all the way up. It was almost infinite. Okay. But, so um, it's but it's like just putting that. Yeah, it's like it would do that. Like it would be like diming the ambience knob, but you could do it okay. at any point in your decay, right? So you could hit the chord, wait a second, and then have it hold the partially decayed reverb. That's kind of a cool thing. My um my old blood noise pedal does that, mm -hmm. and it doesn't ever decay. It just sort of it it doesn't self oscillate and get louder. It just yeah. freezes it and holds it. Um, I love it. it yeah. sounds so good. This feels a little different than a freeze and hold. I I and they say like almost infinite. It sounds like it might be decaying very very slowly, mm -hmm. but it's like hard to hear it even going. But yeah, this is that's kind of odd. I do want. I sort of want to go look up a video of somebody reviewing it and see if they mention this business about how it cuts off. Check this out, though. There is a secret mode on this pedal. Yeah. You can select secret mode uh, via an internal dip switch. This mode replaces the reverb code with a delay code. Hmm. So the ambience knob is now a delay feedback, and the brilliance knob is now delay time. Interesting. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to take a screwdriver to this right now, but... That's a cool. I think it's cool that I'm going to trust. They're putting in, yeah, that they'll put in basically just another pedal in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dig um, it. If you look at the the page in the show notes, there are like five videos of demos there. So uh -huh. maybe one of those would be able to demonstrate. The one in the bottom left, that guy, just Nick. He does good demos. Um, they're very straightforward and and not like. Weird hippie crap. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I just did a okay. quick Google just to see if anybody had mentioned anything about this, but I'm not finding anything. 
Um, yeah, not not great TV to go. Um, trying to look that up right now, so I'm not gonna. But yeah, that's okay. Um, cool. Well, yeah. So pretty cool sound. Up- I'll try to make a better demo for the. I think I guess that's my pattern now is I'll I'll play them on the show sometimes and then but I'll I'll also try to at least make something simple um as a sort of post produced demo for the sake of showing it off a little better. Yeah. Nice. Um, thanks, Pedal Genie. We like your butts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way to go. Man. So, so yeah. We, we, what, what am I supposed to do with that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All right. Um, cool. Another live pedal unboxing here on the Tone Control. Yes. Okay. Moving on, uh, a question from Jonas, who is a supporter on Patreon. Thanks very much, Jonas. He asked in the chat a few days ago, what is the benefit of separating your signal to run either into the front of your amp, parentheses, preamp, and then clicking to a preamp pedal for a different tone into the effects return versus preamp pedal into the front of your amp? Do you want to go or do you want me to go? Um, I, you go. I'm, I'm kind of still thinking about okay. what it is he's asking. All <laughs> um, right, so let's let's... Yeah. Talk the technical about it for a second, I guess, and see if this gets to the bottom of of it. Um, so the way I'm reading this, so basically we're comparing front of the amp to the uh, effects loop in an amp that has one of those. And you're talking about a preamp pedal in front of it. That seems almost like um, a side question. It's more about like, what's the point of these two things? So the, oh, of having a, a guitar yeah, like, that contains a preamp and then having a preamp pedal? Right, I'm I'm kind of thinking of that as like a separate question, but because we're we're talking about comparing oh. is the effects loop versus the front of amp. Um, I got it. So the effects loop, I'm pretty sure traditionally comes from uh, the output of the tone stack, typically. So there's whatever preamp uh, stuff and tone shaping yeah. that's going on at the point where it was it is about to go to the amplifier to the power amp. That's when the effects loop and return happens. The effects send and return. Yes, uh, it's before the power stage. Yeah. So, yeah, like I've never kind of thought of it this way, but yeah, like why couldn't you just inject a in, inject a preamp pedal into that? But to, but so, your amp isn't going to run without something in its input, is it? You can't just run into the effects return of an amp and have that be running, can you? Can you? I've never done this before. Um, is there any reason you couldn't? <laughs> it is a thing that can be done with modeling stuff. Yeah, you would ru- you could do that. Um, but I'm thinking but about like a tube amp. Like there, there is impedances and voltages and stuff that you need right, to worry right. about. Which which modeling stuff doesn't care about. So that's what I mean. I don't know if that's like I've heard about this recently, 
while being introduced to the world of guitar modeling. But um, yeah, I don't know the answer to that either. So it would turn into you, so you're plugged into your amp. Yeah. And then out of the, in the effects loop is a preamp pedal, basically is in this scenario, right? Yeah, I think so. So then you you would have the guitar amp preamp doing its thing. Mm-hmm. Then it hits the effects loop, goes to this preamp pedal, back into the amp, through the power stage, and then onward the rest of the way. Uh, I just found a thread of people talking about whether this is okay to do on ultimateguitar.com in a forum. Okay. And there's a bunch of people saying, yeah, you can totally do this. If you plug your raw guitar right into the effects return, it's going to be mega like quiet and clean compared to what you're expecting because it's not preamplified, which makes sense, right? right? We're skipping the preamp. But if you use a preamp pedal or some kind of driver um, and you're doing your tone shaping and gain on that before you hit the effects return, then essentially you're using your amp as a power amp. And of course, then like there's no reason you can't do that, right? There's... You could even have yeah. you have plenty of people with guitar setups like that where they've essentially got various preamps or whatever, and then they're running like, you know, whatever. Mesa had those pre those yeah, power yeah. amp the, racks the rack mount and stuff that are just the triaxis. Just power amps. Yeah. yeah. So that's I that's what it is. It's, you're bypassing recently. the preamp um, and probably the tone stack. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So so and then to <laughs> to kind of circle back and and final you know complete the loop with this question the way Jonas has worded it, um, yeah, you're definitely double preamping if you're using a preamp in front of your amp's preamp. Which um, is fine. Which is fine I mean, if you like the sound of it. It's And, and know, that's it's that's like an what distortions anything. are, is stacked, you know, any, any amp that has loads of gain, like his friggin' diesel, um, mm-hmm. that's how you say that, right? I feel like they spell it weird, but it said diesel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it's spelled with a Z. Yeah. Okay. So they've. I mean, that's what I that's what high gain name. amps are doing is they're stacking a bunch of preamps in a very specific way, and there'll be multi stages sometimes on the same knob, but the knob might be rolling all the stages up kind of at the same time, but they're cascading bits of clipping and distortion into each other um, in certain ways to get those tones, and maybe they have some filtering in between some of those stages, and there's complicated stuff that they're doing, but it's not conceptually different than like the three or six uh, boss blues drivers in a row, you know? Yeah. (coughs) Right. Um, Diesel founded by Peter Diesel. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You get a pass. Yes. You get a pass, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. This is kind of like, this is one of those things that I think if in this case, someone asked me and having talked it through, I know that it's real. But I never would have come up with this on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I never would have thought to do this. Um, you mean the effects really loop thing though. going into the effects loop? Yeah, yeah. I would never would have bothered to do that. I, I my gut would be like, you can't do that. But well, I have my, no reason to say that. My <laughs> my reaction was was only like questioning because I have in the back of my mind I'm thinking, well, let's all be careful with our tube amps here. You know, I don't want to. You don't yeah. want to like not have a load. Like if you turn your tube amp on without a speaker connect to it. Well, don't, just don't. Just don't do that. I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen. Just don't do it. It's going to break. You'll do it. You can do it exactly once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's bad for it. Your your amp will be pushing into essentially infinity load because yeah. it, it, infinite resistance. 
Uh, and that's bad. It's supposed to see eight or 16 ohms or whatever. Don't give it infinity ohms. <laughs> um, probably your tubes will blow. Um, hopefully your transformer won't blow because that's a much pricier repair. Yes. But so that, so, that was my worry anyway, like when I was talking about like not plugging a guitar into the input yeah. of a tube amp. But yeah, I mean, your power amp is still receiving something and there's nothing like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That should be fine. So anyway, the question is, what is the benefit of this or that? Um, I don't, like most guitar things, I don't yeah. think there's a clear benefit to one or the other. I think it's whatever you think sounds best. And however loop, you want to run your gear. Yeah, the effects loop will definitely be cleaner. Always, yeah. no, no matter what. Um, because yeah. if you plug it into the input and then just try to achieve the same cleanness, you'll be just be turning it down so much that you won't be using either preamp to the best of their ability. You know, you, you sort of the sound of any preamp is going to come from when it is driving a bit. You know, maybe not like into mm -hmm. distortion, but you need to be using some of its, some of the gain that it's applying for the sound of that circuit to impart itself. So <laughs> what I'm hearing is like... circuit to impart itself. What a <laughs> dumb sentence. So I could take my EP booster and plug my guitar into it and then out of that into my effects loop Yes. Of my AC30. I think, I think you could. You might just, for the sake of like um, sort of lawyer style disclaimer or doctor style disclaimer, like maybe don't don't 100% trust Justin that this is perfectly yeah. fine, but just to say, hey, anybody run their whatever it is, you know, run their AC30 mm -hmm. without a guitar in the input, just, just plug it into the, there shouldn't be any problem with it, but. I would check. I would just check. Now, if doing that, should I leave it jumped? It wouldn't matter. Wouldn't matter. Nope, because you're skipping all that. There's there's going to be no guitar. Right, 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 it, right. There's going to be no guitar signal to jump, so it will be receiving no input voltage. So none of that circuitry should be active at all. I also want to make a general PSA that jumped AC30s sound <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, so probably jump your AC30 yeah. and plug your preamp pedal into the front of it and just don't worry about any of this effects loop business. You can put reverbs and stuff in your effects loop if you really want to, but your amp already has yeah. a reverb, so maybe well, you don't. Other types of reverb maybe, but um, a lot of people <laughs> use effects loops for time-based effects, delays, reverbs. Um, yeah. I've You know, actually, when building stuff in, in Helix, I do like a tremolo in the effects loop also. Okay, so yeah, so then it's doing all of its stuff after the whole sound has yeah. kind of been created. Yeah, you could see where that would be helpful. Sure. Yeah, and cool. for amps um, that have tremolo, that's where it is. Right. You know, when it's like a right. harmonic that's what I mean. power it's, stage tremolo. Right. I obviously use the harmonic trem all the time because it's so ooey-gooey and great sounding. Um, and just putting it in that spot gives it this like extra thump that doesn't sound like an effect. You know, it's mm -hmm. really like the gear is doing the work. So um, I hope that answers your question, Jonas. Uh, I don't think it's really an answer, unfortunately, but it's mostly just like, you know, do do what you want to do and don't try not to blow your shit up. Maybe um, just research it a little more give than your, yeah, two schmucks on the internet. Give your amp, <laughs> your particular amp model a Google and, and, you know, hey, can I run right into the effects loop of this instead of the input? You'll probably find something. Somebody, this this thread that I found the guy specifically is talking about a JCM 800 or a Plexi. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but he's not saying he has a particular amp and whether he should do it to that amp. He was just giving those as examples and three, a bunch of people like I do this all the time. So now here's an interesting thing. Are you familiar with, I think we've talked about this before, Ola England, the, uh, Swedish death metal guitarist? Yes. Okay. I copied some of his, I copied some of his settings in my, uh, uh, Savage 120. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got a great YouTube channel. He, he's a very funny guy. He does a series called Will It Chug? And he <laughs> like, basically like sees how he sets the timer up and he's like, how long does it take for this thing to chug? <laughs> and, you know, just stop the clock when, when he got a chug. So he did, he's doing all kinds of stuff from like Fractal XFX3 to the PV you know, micro 5150. And, yeah. and one of them was on the boss MT2 metal zone mm-hmm. and he did it. I think it was the Wazacraft one when that came out and he was mostly doing it because like it's a, a notorious pedal, right? It's, it's got this history and lore about it and it's kind of just become a meme. But when you <laughs> really kind of play with it, it is a really good pedal. Like it's, it's low key, super fun and, and sounds Really awesome if you set it right. Okay. So he's fing around with it and it's like it sounds like a metal zone. It's it's ridiculous and over the top and just like craziness. And he's like right into the front of the amp with it. And then he says, like, so I heard from somebody if you put this in the effects loop, that's where the metal zone is really supposed to be. <laughs> and and no one knows, right? <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so he puts it in the effects loop and it is incredible. It sounds so, so good. So it wants to have a much, it wants to be fed into a much cleaner amp. Yeah, it was than what anybody ever he feeds it, it into. into the effects loop and had this attitude of like, oh, I'll see about this. And <laughs> gives it a chug and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> this sounds so good. <laughs> So, I don't know, just a, a fun thing to try. Look up that video. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> Will cool. it chug? Best Will. YouTube series. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, that guy is uh that guy's pretty cool. What what was the you probably said this earlier. What was the band he played in? He's in um he's in a couple bands. He's in oh. I think Feared. Feared, that's what it was. That's the one I I uh, was thinking of, yeah. I think he's also in The Haunted. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, let's see. That's a totally different kind of thing, I think. Well, whatever. They're both metal. I guess I should really like, (laughs) I'm showing my focus here. Like, oh, that's totally different. Like, (laughs) heavy metal on both counts. Um, Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in The Haunted. Yeah, he is. Nice. Why not? Since 2013, so uh, okay. it's a relatively new. Relatively oh, the new. only haunted records I've listened to were pre that. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, yeah, cool. Anyway, um, I had a bullet in the show notes that says anything else because we had like nothing to talk about. But here we are at an hour, so I'm going to delete that yeah. bullet. No, we did it. <laughs> we made a we made a show out of that. Well, this we can was, make a show out of one news item. We totally can. It's kind of kind of wild. Um, so I hope everybody, by the time you hear this, I hope you ha- all had a happy Thanksgiving, and um, you know nobody appropriated too many cultures or anything. Yeah, I uh, 
I often say that Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Yeah. Um, and it's mostly because it's secular. And I, I, we, as a, you don't happen to have a family that fights a lot at Thanksgiving. No. Um, (laughs) but I just like that there isn't really like a churchy background on it. Yeah. Um, just my personal two cents on it, I guess. But it's, um, and like, I know the origins of this holiday are not great either. Right. However, (laughs) if we could just like, kind of appropriate the holiday to what we want it to be now. I'm fine with that too. <laughs> right. If we, if we make it about what people say it's about, you yeah, know, that's, that's what I'm on board that's for. I fine. know it's not, it doesn't come from that. I'm not denying that history, yeah, but like there, there's um a lot. I mean, yeah, you start when, yeah. when you start count, counting score um, on historical human stuff, um, you get disappointed a lot. So anyway, yeah. But anyway, that's my thing. I like Thanksgiving because I think we should just take a day and like, mm-hmm. like just be nice and like think about nice things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, on on Arya's school, they had well, they they had Monday and Tuesday. Um, so on Tuesday, they had their celebration, which they called the Grateful Gathering, hmm. and they sang songs about growing fat on food. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. So it can be as simple as that. So um, we're, let's let's bring this to a close. Let's let's go ahead and you know what? I'm just going to come out and say it. Let's thank our patrons. Do it, man. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna start by thanking Steve Huffman, and I'm gonna follow that by thanking Righteous Ryan Johnson. Hey, you two, thanks. Uh, next, only because that's the order they're written in. I'm going to thank Nick Greenwood and Kyle McIntyre. I'm going to go ahead and also thank Jonas Sabatini, even though we already technically thanked him earlier when we thanked him for his question and then thanked him also. But that's He's got a twofer this that's, week. That's, that's, you know what? There lots of thanks. Um, Eric Garibaldi, thanks. Let's uh, let's thank the Doug channel. I'm just going to hop on over to the dugout and send a couple of quick <laughs> thanks to Doug Gann and Doug Christ. And yeah. we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this thankful thankful show with OG friend of the show Brian Rizzi. Thanks, Brian Rizzi. <laughs> I like that Brian's full name is OG friend of the show Brian Rizzi. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he named himself in our friggin' Discord channel. So <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Damn what right. he has to be known as. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So come join our Discord. Yes. You can set your own nickname. Yeah, and if your name is Doug, you can join the dugout. Yep. Uh, if you have the same name as someone already in Discord, you can get your own channel named where you are allowed to talk about only things that are what? – what is the rule? Like um, like the dugout, they're only allowed to talk well, about we don't, Doug Well, we things. don't know if they follow the rule, so why make the rule? Because the only people allowed in there are people with that name. So, Well, I'm in the dugout. I know. We're, I, we we both have I, access. I, I, to I gave the admin dugout. access. I I actually wasn't sure if I could create a channel that even I couldn't view. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just like is asking for a mutiny. <laughs> it, it is, and it's also I had a philosophical moment about it, and I decided not to test it. Not today. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's gonna do it for us here on the tone control. So from. Um, I don't know what I, what I was about to say there. From 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 my face to your ears, um, 
we're gonna we're gonna mm. you know what this is gonna be a special one this is gonna be a special one because it's thanksgiving time to all the components mm. out there in the tone control circuit thanks for listening see it's not so much that i wrote a special message it's that i didn't say a rude thing to you could you make it say gobble till you wobble oh i can i can <laughs> yeah yeah let's do let's that. just slip that let's in just there. slip that in there <laughs> hashtag blessed <laughs> All right, here we go. Hashtag gobble till you wobble. Gobble till you wobble. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Awesome. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. Have a good day. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs>